Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 50 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week we have another very passionate Greyhound supporter and we're going to say hello to Jamie Costine, who kindly joins us on this week's podcast and it's hello to you, Jamie. Hi Barry, thanks for having me on. No, great to have you on uh, this week, uh, Jamie. I suppose firstly, before we talk about your introduction to Greyhound Racing, just tell us exactly where you're based. Um, I'm based down here in Cline and East Cock. I was originally born and reared in Cline and my wife and I, we built a house just the back road between Cline and Ballycotton and it is a little bit out the countryside here so we're kind of free and to ourselves here which is great and we have a little acre of land here which is like a little piece of heaven so it is, a, it is ideal for dogs and ourselves. Yes, sounds like a lovely little place you have there and tell us maybe your earliest memories of Greyhounds. Um, my father used to own a pub in Cline called the Rock Tavern years and years ago. We'd have only been very small at the time. I'd have only been I'd say four or five when we moved from there um, further afield and my father packed up the, 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 the public and business but um, we always had some kind of greyhound floating around because I had a, a granuncle that used train coursing dogs he lived out in McGeely, Billy Cody um, they were very always into him and my father used to have they, if there was one injured they might come back to the pub or there was often a pet greyhound thrown around so that was kind of my earliest memories of them um, Fair. for a while for a while then for a few years once we'd moved out and a bit of land where we moved to we didn't have land um, so we didn't have greyhounds in for a number of years again um, so my my only memories after that then would be with my uncle Donnie Kelly in Balnacurra who used to always keep two or three greyhounds Very good and and when did the interest we'll say come about or was it always something you had in the back of, back of your mind that if you had the, the bit of space that you might get involved? Oh definitely I it was always there. Um, I suppose for me, I, I I bought a dog back in 2012. We bought two puppies, um, uh, myself and a, uh, Eddie Harty, who would be involved with Harty's Pub and Klein. And I suppose they were my first real two dogs, kind of for myself to train and, and, and to kind of figure the game out a small bit. But at the time I was living at home and I was doing an apprenticeship. So once I kind of had those few dogs, it kind of petered out again because I suppose with GA and with everything else going on, it's 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 very time-consuming, as you know, with greyhounds. So it is, um, when you have a, a lot going on, it's a, it isn't ideal. But I trained those two, and one of them, um, one of the two that I reared at the time, once he came up to about 12 months, I knew there wasn't something quite right, and he turned out to have a heart murmur. So I actually ended up rehoming him um, out to the Czech Republic and... There was another dog then left, which was Bet Dillinger's Betty, who was my my dog that went on to be my first winner afterwards, and we still have her here. She's a, a pet that wandering around the house. She's ten years old now since April. Brilliant stuff, and and bring us back to that uh, fir- first ever winner. I'm sure you've great memories of that night. Oh, we oh, that that was some night. I I'd, I'd actually run her. I didn't know much about it, and I was kind of I suppose bluffing in one sense, but I'd I'd run her twice because um, she had a little bit of early. And I had nothing to school her with or anything, so I, I, I ran her twice, and she kind of showed a little bit to me. So I had, with that time, you had the break of five or six weeks. So I actually I did everything to get her fit. I had her swimming. I had everything going on that time. And I rang a few lads, and I said, look, if she'll ever win a race, it'll be tonight. So we all loaded down to y'all anyway, including um, Eddie Harty from Harty's Bob and Klein. And 
she she managed to <laughs> she managed to win. We backed her from three to one into even money. Uh, wiped the board with her and she won in 30-22 the worst clock in the night but it didn't matter to us like once her head was in front at the right time that's all that mattered like. Uh, sound, sounds like a great night and I'm sure there was uh, plenty of celebrations after Oh it was I remember I, I, I made it up as far as the crossing line at 7 o'clock in the morning and I thought here comes my mother coming up to go to work and I said oh thank God she'll drop me down home and she took one look out the window at me and said, you're a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> and I to remember for sure, and look, you touched on Klein there and the Harties, you know, they've been uh, great supporters. They've always been involved in Greyhounds as well down through the years. It, it's kind of a great area for, for Greyhounds. It is, it is. There's a lot of love for the sport here. Um, Harties, is, they're, they're a family I often kind of carry around with and we always have a bit of fun in sport with Eamon there as well and stuff. So we're always kind of knocking back and forth about getting a dog. Now, we haven't actually... Since then, we haven't actually pulled the trigger and, and, and bought a dog, but we're, there's always something in the works, we'll say, and there's always something meant to come from him or, or we're going to be buying. But eventually, we'll get it right and we'll get it together. I'm sure you will. And, and maybe just after this podcast, because I'm sure Eamon and all the Harties will be listening to this. So come on, Eamon, let's get the, the ball up and, 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 and poking it around again. <laughs> and just in terms of, of the attraction, what's the whole attraction to Greyhound Racing for you, Jamie? to spend your time with the animals like just it, you have to have a love for them you're not going to get up every day go out every evening miss birthdays parties events all that even just for a small kennel like I have here you're not going to go with that commitment level without like without a passion and, and a love for the animals is just number one like you're not going to do it and I suppose uh, another thing as well it's just superb mental health to actually spend time with the dogs in, in one sense it's obviously a game where you're going to have a lot of negativity coming at you because of 60 dogs going down of an average night, there's only um, 10 winners. So you're, you're obviously, chances of being one of the 50 losers are stronger than being one of the 10 winners. But at the end of the day, it's it's the enjoyment and the dogs love to go racing. And the day that they're going racing, they're just lifting. And you're kind of in a bit of a buzz the same day that they are because they feel it and you feel it. You know, it's just... It's something it's hard to describe unless you're actually hands-on with it, you know. Yeah, in recent years, we've seen a lot of positivity and, um, you know, Greyhound people taking, you know, social media really, really serious and, and important to showcase to the, the communities and, and our friends within the communities and further afield, um, you know, people that have the Greyhound showing their love uh, for the ground, which they get every day. And you've played, I suppose, a key role in that. Um, you're always uh, posting some wonderful pictures of your Greyhounds and, and family members. Yeah, my my daughter absolutely loves the greyhounds we've two retired greyhounds living in the house that are nine and ten years old and we also have a sheep dog here she just loves dogs we've two puppies out the back that are six months old and like from the six months since they were puppies up to now she's just spent her whole time outside roaring for puppies and she wants to be out rubbing and petting them and we put them on the lead and she walks them around the gap she's it's just a real innocent love you know they absolutely love them. Um, it, it makes it a lot easier for me too because I suppose my priority in life at the minute is probably rearing and looking after my daughter. And when your two passions combine together, it makes life very easy and, and more enjoyable, you know. It sure does. And I suppose it's a great grounding as well for, for a child growing up looking after animals. Oh, yeah. Oh, she knows all of her <laughs> her animals and she does know, like, if if I'm missing and she's asking where's daddy, and my wife Eva just says she's at the dogs. Oh yeah, that's okay. Like when she's, if if she said I was going anywhere else, I don't think she'd be too happy. But if I met the dogs, that's okay. Like, but she knows 
there's a routine with the dogs they have to be done every day and she knows that if I'm missing that's where I am spending time with them out in the shed you know it's um I think it's very positive for a, a child growing up around animals and to see the love and care that goes into them as well and just for her to experience all of that growing up that animals are there as a positive in people's lives you know yeah, exactly. Very well said. And um, in recent weeks, I know you've enjoyed some great success and uh, you've got a great thrill out of um, the, the winners you've had and they've been running under your daughter's name. So I know you've been enjoying some of the, the commentaries that I've been bluffing um, over the last couple of weeks, bluffing away as always. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I suppose the dogs that I bought, they, they, they kind of add to dramatic commentary, if anything, because they like to come from last to first or behind and they... They do. It's a great buzz to see them running that way. And I suppose when I'd been down in the island, I'd had a few early pacers kind of starting out. And then if they're not kind of going up and there, thereabouts, you kind of know your result before you're you're halfway down the back straight. So I kind of looked at it over the years and I always looked at the likes of the witches line that would be strong runners. And whether they're last earlier on or first earlier on, they're always there with a chance towards the end. So I suppose I kind of switched my mentality from having a very early pace dog to looking for something that's going to be there, thereabouts in the finish always and kind of give me that little bit of a thrill towards the end. Um, and I suppose it's the mentality. I, I've kind of stuck on a line at the minute, which would be the, the swift lady is the damn line. I suppose I buy a lot from that line, just mainly on account of their mentality is very easy to handle, deal with. They're very friendly around children, which, which the majority, if not all greyhounds are anyway, but this line in particular just seemed to have a very easy to work with mentality and I enjoy working with them. Um, but uh, and, and I enjoy the kind of thrill that they give me towards the latter end of the races and they have, they've had a great bit of luck because Fear Morphion won a race you could nearly say it could go viral on account of the style he did it you know from from you didn't even think he was he, he was in the picture for most of that race that night when you were doing the commentary I think you got a bit of a shock in the end where he came from <laughs> Yeah I, I, I love to see dogs come from well off the face Yeah it's very enjoyable and I suppose my main dog at the minute in the kennel would be Fear Morphion and sure He's really, he's that style of runner, you know, and I suppose, look, he's had his last 5 to 5 now, and we'll be pushing forward for him to go over the distance. It's just, I suppose, I was nursing him a small bit until he kind of got a bit of age and, and a bit of structure about his own physicality that I didn't want to be too harsh on him, stepping him up too soon, but I suppose I have to bite the bullet now and just do it, you know. Um, it's just, you know, with a dog like that, once you go up in distance, you're not going to be coming back down, so it is... Um, it, it kind of can be limiting in some senses but then it also opens up a lot of opportunities to travel with him like. yeah exactly and in fairness he has been making huge ground against some pretty talented sorts in, in really hot graded races around you all so um, he's certainly not short of pace and uh, crying out for a step up and trip oh crying out and you know like when you look at staying dogs in a race and this fella's flying past them you're saying well yeah he, he definitely he, it's not it's not a question of if he's going to stay sometimes you can have a dog and it can look flattering at times but you could get dogs tying up in front whereas he hasn't got a run and he runs on strong late. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stay, but you know by this fellow's running style, staying is his, his business. Like Very, very good and uh, wishing you... Uh, plen- he'll give her a, a bit of enjoyment in her early stages of ownership. I'm sure he will, wishing a continued success with, with him going forward. And obviously, look, the, the whole COVID situation over the last year or so has been a, a real dampener and, and it's been tough for people, although we're so lucky and fortunate to be to be ground racing. But just in terms of going forward, I know you have plenty of ideas as well, Jimmy. Yeah, I suppose... I, I recently got my private training license um, and my brother bought a pub in Klein but he, he's obviously they're doing a lot of refurbishment and stripped the pub out 
my my aim at the time, well, he thought he'd be finished the football act sooner. <laughs> I suppose we all did was to to start kind of trying to get people into it in a in a more an easier environment to get involved. So it was kind of to set up. Um, we'll just say, uh, for instance, uh, Quiva Diva. We'll just say if I was to sell her for seven hundred euros, then three hundred euros for training fees. So to get involved in her, there'd be ten shares of a hundred euros each. Um, that that thing going forward means that it'd be thirty euros a month and a hundred euros up front to have a share in a greyhound with winning lines of farm in y'all in the local track she's running in, and just to try and get people involved on a, on a smaller level as opposed to kind of bigger investment where you're looking for an open class dog. This would just be more kind of graded and and financially easier, so it's affordable for everybody to get involved and somebody to have a dog and have that little bit of interest and have a, have a WhatsApp group where they can kind of put in their input or give out to me or whatever the case may be, <laughs> just to have a bit of fun, you know, and kind of bring bring people and, and that kind of fun back into the sport, you know. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly what it needs. Look, I have a, we have a little syndicate ourselves going very similar, you know, a very small output um, every month, but the crack in the WhatsApp, WhatsApp, especially when the dog is going well and has he got a chance tonight, are we going to have a few quit on you know it, it just makes a person get through the week that bit easier doesn't it it does it, it's the build up like and again they're all things that during Covid people missed out on in a big way because that even just the WhatsApp group it is socialising even though you're not sitting in, in front of somebody and it's a, it's a bit of banter to make the, the mind a bit easier and the build up to a race is everything because as you notice you'll be hoping to go over in less than 29 but in a lot of cases 30 seconds but like that's that's all and whether the dog is a seventy, eighty, no, it doesn't matter what the dog is. It's the banter involved and, and it's just that kind of bit of fun that I'm trying to bring back. Like the early days when I was involved with the Harties, I mean we fierce fun, like whether the dog was first or let it didn't matter, the fun that was the big side of it and I suppose it attracted me more than anything back then was just the light heartedness of it. The animal has been well looked after and everyone gets to have a good time and I suppose that's what I'm trying to, to aim to achieve, I suppose, you know. Yeah, it, sound, it sounds brilliant. And I know from, from seeing your post on, on Facebook that time you were um, on about maybe kind of on, on a Sunday as well if a couple of the owners wanted to call around and walk the dog. I know that's a very popular thing in the UK and I think that that's an outstanding approach and something very positive from the UK scene that they do. Yeah, it's just, I suppose, going forward, depending what way COVID is going and things, but... The aim would be hopefully, like I'm fully vaccinated at the minute, but even besides that, you'd be hoping that everything um, kind of settles down a bit and, we're, and we are moving forward as we are now and we'll be able to do that. So if a syndicate of 10 people and there's only someone with a small share in a dog, it doesn't matter which one of the dogs but had a small share to come up, just give me a text or on the WhatsApp or whatever it is and call and kind of have an open day every Sunday where people to book a little slot and they come up with their family take the dog for a walk down the road or they can come down to see him galloping the gallop is only a kilometre away from where I am here we 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 set up a gallop during lockdown and kind of things like that it's just to try and get more people involved and kids from a young age and try and I suppose educate them a small bit to get their own opinion of it in a positive light as opposed to a lot of the negativity that's out there at the moment so that they can actually see what the day-to-day runnings of Ara Kennel they can get involved in brushing and grooming and that kind of thing. You know, it's just to to give them an inside look at it, I suppose. And kids love it. Like, it's it's fantastic for families to be involved in. A lot of my own nephews and nieces, they like to come up here. 
they spend time with the dogs outside and even if it's not for a walk down the road even just to stand looking in at them and throwing toys for the puppies and things like that it's it's very enjoyable you know it sure is and uh, plenty of great ideas there and you're you're very fortunate I suppose where you're based you're within a, a stone throw of both Yall and Curraheen Park I know Yall is probably your, your local track but great to have two um, superb tracks uh, in the locality oh it is it is I I used to go to to, to Curraheen I will say at the very early with just having a couple of dogs and I suppose I was always more aimed to y'all really is is where my uncles were it's it's kind of I suppose it's more home to me in a sense um so I started kind of aiming towards moving the couple of dogs I had from cock to y'all and I kind of grew then and got a few more dogs and I'm I'm quite happy with the the run and trip to y'all it just it, it works out perfect for me you know um it's, it's as I said I suppose it just feels it's hard to put it into words but it just feels like a more homely track to me um, I do enjoy going to Curraheen and Curraheen is a beautiful facility as well but I suppose Yall is more the working man's track and I suppose in a sense that's what a lot of even even though I suppose I am down now as being a trainer but at the end of the day my full time job is looking after my daughter so it's my time outside of that that I spend at the dogs like many of the others that are involved in y'all I suppose yeah exactly and look obviously it, it you sound so passionate it's something you're really really enjoying do, doing from day to day oh yeah I'd, well going back to the the kind of start of it I, I had cancer in 2015 um, where they removed I'd chemotherapy radiotherapy and surgery where they removed a good bit of my arm so it took me a long time to build my body back up again to some kind of a good state. And then once I got, got after about 18 months where I kind of got my body good enough because of appointments and everything else going forward, I decided the best thing to do is become self-employed. But I probably took on too much too soon and paid the price for it. And I collapsed coming out the door one day here at home. And after that, I spent about three or four months trying to nearly on the flat of my back, really trying to recover and build myself up again. And that's when I suppose I look back at what did I enjoy something to kind of you need like when you're suffering with health issues and, and pain is something ongoing since I had my, my cancer wrecked in and I kind of take medication for the pain but you, you need something to just motivate you to, to get up and get going again and I suppose the dogs for me that's that's where they came in I could do my dogs from home they were outside in my shed they have to be walked every day they have to be fed every day they have to be looked after that was my motivation to try and get my body back up and going again, you know. Um, it, it's kind of hard to describe it, really, but they they were the key to me getting back on my road to recovery. You know, I, I didn't realise at the time my intentions would grow to having 10 or 11 dogs in the kennels, but um, that's, that was my main aim at the start, was just to look for something that I enjoyed. And I always said if I won the lottery, I'd have a cottage in an acre. This was long before we ever built this house was to have a cottage and an acre and, and train my own dogs, you know, and, and breed them. That was probably always something in the back of my mind, as we said earlier. Um, so I suppose at that time, I was probably looking more towards that as a motivation to just get myself going, if that makes sense. Better. Yeah, it sure does. And it's a powerful story um, there, uh, Jamie. And, you know, fair play to you. And before we finish up, there's no real point uh, me asking you what I'd normally ask. And that's what's the plans for the future because we've been, I suppose, discussing them over the last uh, 18 minutes or so. You've got some amazing ideas. In it, and um, But just in terms of, of moving forward, um, like anyone else, I suppose, you'll be hoping to um, get plenty of winners. Oh, yeah. Well, look, I, I can go... <laughs> I've a habit of hitting the crossbar at times. I've I've um <laughs> a lot of seconds and thirds, but uh, yeah, I suppose getting those few across the line. Look, it isn't to be all and end all of it. It's a bonus, 
and obviously I suppose it comes down to the better class of dog in a sense to get your to get their head over the line. I'm, I'm trying to do the best in, in what I have with what I, with what I have. But um, I've, I've a nice little pup now starting up. Um, she again is from the same line. She's 12 months old, and uh, on her first hand slip, she's half a second inside qualifying. So I'm hoping that she'll give me a, a lot of smiling days. So yeah, there's a, there's a few in the kennels that are are kind of probably needed a little bit of time, and they're kind of coming around and 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 getting there. And hopefully, hopefully we can notch up a few winners again shortly and try and get the ball rolling again. It kind of comes like that, doesn't it? It comes and you you could go without a winner for a while, but you always know in the back of your mind that they're going to be there again, you know? That's exactly sure. You need a bit of luck as well. But, um, Jamie, look, it was fantastic to speak to you on the on the podcast. Keep up the, the great work with the, the social media, all them great pictures and stuff, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah, cheers, Barry. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you soon. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.